0: reading and hearing all sorts of conflicting information about AI, artificial intelligence, and wondering what impact that might have on you? Well, welcome to AI for Creatives, a podcast by creatives for creatives, connecting you to the world of AI, Web3, blockchain, and beyond. Join our hosts, Camila Sanders and Nova Lorraine, as we explore new ways AI empowers creatives and highlight leading industry innovators utilizing amazing new tools to pave the way for our future. Get inspired and educated by fellow creatives revolutionizing the industry and exemplifying new ways to gain creative independence and sovereignty. We aim to preserve humanity in this fast-evolving digital world and creatives are a powerful force to do that. Be a part of the conversation as we take the reins of AI and shape a positive narrative for our future.
1: Welcome to another episode of AI for Creatives, where we look at the convergence of creativity, humanity, and innovation. I am just one of your hosts, Noble Lorraine, and I'm here with my lovely co-host,
0: Camila Sanders.
1: And we are in a new season, a new year. There's so much happening. We just talked about CES and all the cool stuff that was showcased there. A lot of gadgets, a lot of in-home devices. Today, we're going to dive into Apple Vision Pro. And is AR the future of AI? Hmm, what does that even mean? Well, we're going to look at Apple Vision Pro as a use case and see how Augmented reality, virtual reality, and artificial intelligence are coming together in this incredible device. We talked about this before in our first season, and we're revisiting it because we are moments away from its release. For those of us that are joining us for the first time, we're going to dive into what we've been up to before we get into the nitty gritty and all the nuts and bolts of this episode. And Camilla, I'm going to ask you: What are you excited about? What are you working on since the last time we spoke?
0: Wow! So as always, I'm working on a lot. (laughs) Um, But you know, I'll I'll probably talk about something uh, maybe more recent, or everything's recent, right? (laughs) With the timing that it is, and everything coming up. But you know, I feel like. There's some things that are seeming to be commonalities when I talk to people. Mm. And I feel like this is the year of expansion, Mm. the year of partnerships and connections. And I'm a big partnership person. I'm, you know, I believe that you don't have any competition because you are who you are. You're only one person. And you can partner with people that may... Typically, seem like your competition, but it's partnering, and especially in this space with technology and social impact and all these things we're talking about, it takes those partnerships and us working together. Um, And so, one of the things that I'm excited about, at least locally, is we have a entrepreneur center. You know, I'm sure uh, wherever anyone's at, there's some type of initiative or center that helps to incubate entrepreneurs, but I just recently signed on as an advisor for the Nashville Entrepreneur Center. So I'll be advising startups and founders, entrepreneurs on strategy. So super excited about that. And it's just, you know, it's it's stuff that I've done before, but it's Mm -hmm. another network. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, in a sense, you know, the building networks of networks and an ecosystem. So the more that you can get involved with these different organizations, the more that you can impact people and kind of help people to join together. So I'm super excited about just, you know, being deeper part of this network of people that are, you know, focused on entrepreneurship.
1: I love that. And that's your community, right? Within your business, that's who you work with in terms of consulting and and, founders. And then your new coaching business that you recently launched as well, right? Exactly.
0: Yes. I love working with founders and startups
1: and entrepreneurs. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I mean, the basis of why I launched Rain so many moons ago was just to share a platform with other creative entrepreneurs. And I do think it's a very interesting space to be in. If you're an artist, a designer, a musician, a techpreneur, you know, a chef, a stylist, and you are your business, your services, your product is your business. And to balance the operation side and the administration side with the creative side has always been an interesting juggle for most solopreneurs or young teams as it relates to startups that are in their early stages. And they have a small team where so many individuals have to wear multiple hats while still putting out an incredible creative product in the marketplace. And so I love the fact that you're working specifically with this entrepreneurship center. I do feel that they add so much value to local communities and to have someone like yourself with the expertise and background in fashion, sustainability, AI, and marketing, of course, and branding is powerful. So, congratulations.
0: Thank you. Uh,
1: in terms of what I've been up to, ooh, there's been a couple new projects that have come around that are still percolating. So, hopefully, by the next time we speak, I'll be able to touch on those. But um, I do have Fashion Week which is right around the corner that I'm super excited about. And a couple shows that I'll be attending. I'll be speaking during digital fashion week at FIT, my alma mater um, in New York city. And really, really excited about that conversation that I'll be having there as it relates to fashion and innovation and where we're going, what does the future look like and how does education and gaming tie into all of this as well. And then Beyond that, and I'll be doing traditional um, fashion shows, uh, putting my rain hat on, my editorial hat on, and and scoping out the newest talent on the runway, and really looking forward to that as well. I'll also be in the audience uh, for two TV shows coming up. One will be The View, and one will be Tamara Hall, and so I'll be sharing some vlogging videos on that. So those are just some new updates on my end a little out of the direct AI realm and Web3 realm besides Digital Fashion Week. So I'm excited and I'll keep everyone abreast via LinkedIn and Instagram. So definitely follow me there if you haven't already. All right, well, let's dive into Apple Vision Pro, AR, VR, AI, (laughs) XR, (laughs) Um, you know, all of these realities. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, what a great use case as it relates to Apple Vision Pro. And we were excited about it when we spoke about this um, almost a year ago, I guess. Um, not quite a year ago, but we, we did touch on this when they made that initial announcement. And, and now that we, we're at the dawn of its release to be able to revisit it, but in more detail. And really look at why should we as creatives care? What are the cool features? How does AI play into this? And as a whole, as we take that bird's eye view, how are these technologies, as they converge, how does it impact the greater sense of it all as relates to the digital age that we're in? So without further ado, let's, let's just dive in.
0: Yeah. So I'm super excited about it (laughs) now that it's finally uh, releasing and people are trying it out and seeing if it's everything that Apple said it's going to be. What are some of the, because I know you've been in a lot of conversations about about it. What are some of the things that you've kind of noticed or people are talking about?
1: Well, I think what jumps out at me specifically is the 3d camera and the possibilities around that. And then looking at the underlining AI technology behind you know um, Apple vision Pro and how that will impact the user experience. And for those that aren't aware, uh, even though Apple does not talk about AI a lot and not necessarily using terminology as AR, VR, they're honing in on spatial computing as the broader category in terms of where they're placing this new device. So, if you've been watching headlines, you're also seeing this term come up a lot spatial computing. It's not new, but that's where Apple's leaning in terms of the, its narrative. And where the AI piece comes in is the tracking of the head movement, you know, your head movement with the device and your eye gaze, your hand gestures, your voice commands, and this is all in real time. So AI is what's powering all of that. And then, of course, just the intuitive interaction between the user and the environment when applying the features and applications of the device. So that's, you know, thanks to our friendly neighborhood AI. But As it relates to features that people are talking about, I would, for me anyway, what jumped out at me was the camera. And as a designer and as an artist, and I love taking photos. I have, I think I have like probably 78,000 photos on my phone. (laughs) It's a little out of control. I know it's a little out of control. But I love taking pictures of whatever inspires me and I'm also a mom so you know a lot of those images are of my family as well but imagine taking imagery in 3D capturing three dimensional photos and spatial videos i mean that just wrapping our head around that cuz typically when we when we're looking at 3D we're looking at it through our devices in an immersive environment such as spatial you know, um, or some other metaverse spaces, Fortnite, you know, things like that. But to be able to have a device in your hand, or in your hand, on your face, on your head, where you can, by voice command, take photographs, and that's now three-dimensional. And where is that going to lead into new mediums of art? And how does that impact education? How does that impact 3D modeling? And so... I'm really, really curious to see where this goes as relates to 3D photography and videography.
0: Yeah. And it is hard to kind of grasp this because we're not doing this every day, but just like an iPhone every year, it gets better and better with the camera, like just the other day, because I told you I got a new phone. (laughs) So it's it's an iPhone 15 Pro Max, right? And I was at my daughter's field trip and I was taking pictures like from far away and they were good resolution. I was like, this is so awesome. Right. <laughs> and before I had an 11, but I mean, it's just, it's so much better. And so I'm like excited. Cause I am like you, I have probably around the same amount of photos on my phone because mm-hmm. we're creatives, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and we do a lot of events. We do a lot of, you know, content. We have kids, you know, all the above, but you, you really can't, just words cannot grasp it because I'm. it made me think of like a movie theater when you're watching it in 3D and everything's kind of oh. popping out you know, at you. And so now it's going to come to a point where we can, all of our pictures will be taken in 3D. Oh. And even the iPhone, like now you kind of can have that capability of taking something in 3D, doing something in 3D. But if you think about the future of this, all of our pictures are going to start to be in 3D. And so what does that mean for creatives? Well, you mentioned, you know, just in the classroom experience. So for me, these types of technologies, especially like AR, VR glasses, because mm-hmm. it's connected over the internet, you can connect with anyone globally, right? So right. imagine learning how to drape a garment from someone in Italy or or wherever, you know?
1: Right. Um,
0: so you're learning, you're having, being in that immersive environment where you're actually seeing and experiencing, it seems like you're just in the room. Mm. And then there's implications for that, for social impact, because in classrooms, they can use this augmented reality or virtual reality, and they can change their entire settings, right? And also, right, I, right. I start to think about fashion and like like virtual try on. Like, imagine if you're a stylist and you have a, a someone in another country and you want to dress them in certain clothes, and they can try stuff on virtually, as if you're in the same room. You know, right. and you're you're purchasing the clothes for them, right? So there's there's so many different implications of this, and this is like we're just at the beginning. But a lot of this technology exists, so it, it's up to people to start to develop and to bring these different applications to this type of device.
1: That's right. And you know, you had asked, what are people talking about besides what they're excited about? What they're not happy about are the limited amount of apps that are available right now on the device. Mm-hmm. You know, When you're looking at paying between 3000 and $4,000 for a headset, you, know, you want all the bells and whistles, but we are super early and I believe that you know Apple is keeping it in that price point to minimize the amount of users right now so they can test it and tweak it and allow time for applications to be onboarded onto the app, those that are super valuable and enhance the human experience. And that's something that Apple is committed to As it relates to their viewpoint of AI, they want to make sure it enhances our human experience versus replaces our human experience. So I think they're being they're being proactive because they didn't wait for years to put this in the market, but they're also being cautious as well. And I think you know, going back to your questions, your point around the educational experience and. Being able to literally have a personal shopper or stylist, you know, get your clothes for you, where it appears as if they're in the room with you is amazing. And I'm also thinking about social impact. You know, a lot of what I'm doing with my art is to help benefit and save endangered species, you know, like the elephant, like the wolf in certain parts of the world, and You know, if you can imagine, if you have an image of an elephant, not just a two-dimensional photo, which I took some incredible photos when I was in South Africa last year, well, what if that was in 3D? And how much more would you be impacted by the effort that you can put in to help protect and save these species? And, you know, I also am interested in how this technology is going to be impacted by, you know, is... The processing done in the cloud, is it done on device, and the amount of storage that it takes to do all of these exciting features. And, you know, yes, we're in the beginning. How long is that going to take to roll out where, in Apple's case, they're, they do on-device processing for the AI versus OpenAI Ch- ChatGPT, which is, you know, in the cloud? You know, how does that impact how quickly we can scale with all these exciting you know opportunities that we're sharing as relates to Apple Vision Pro.
0: Yeah, and so that makes me think it does come with a um, pack that you kind of carry around, right? <laughs> That's so. So it's not. It's not. Although the technology is state of the art, right? Mm-hmm. It's the number of pixels in the display, the 4K TV for each eye, the um, augmented reality, and the fully Immersive VR, so it is an Apple product, right? It's going to have state of the art technology. It's going to be sleek. It's not going to be big and bulky. You know, it's going to be made for the user for sure. But to get all that technology in there, it does require certain things, like like the fact that that. Uh, goes along with it. But I mean, if you think about cell phones back in the day, how we were flipping and it had a certain screen and then it evolved into what it is now, like it's it's the beginning stages of it, you know? So.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I think this was so fun about doing a podcast like this because we get to, you know, stay on the edge of it all and report about it, research it, test it, use it you know, give feedback on it, and then be a part of the journey as it develops. I mean, look at where we are now, you know, with ChatGPT. And we're now at end of January, beginning of February. And I think we were recording maybe just a few weeks from now last year talking about ChatGPT. And we were predicting, you know, the future of ChatGPT. And then here we are with agents, you know, just a year later and personal GPTs that anyone can create on their own. And all of these offshoots of platforms that have been and apps that have been developed on top of the language model. And so again, where we are now versus where we'll be in 12 months, completely different experience. And looking at how spatial experiences are going to explode with the help of AI and joining that, converging that with mixed reality, and I think before they were living separately for the most part, um, but now as they come together, it's not just going to be Apple that's going to be introducing it. You know, in uh, there's going to be a variety of use cases and and applications and hardware that's going to incorporate mixed reality with AI, and I think. With that, we always say on the show to be cautiously optimistic where you are paying attention to the downsides of the technology as well. I was having a conversation with some educators and there's some charter schools and other schools at various levels, but I'm focusing on this charter school of, of middle schoolers that are being very aggressive in their adoption of This emerging technology and where their students are learning, you know, at six hours at a time, five, six hours at a time during the day with headsets. And what are the, we know some of the positives with that, right? But what are the negatives? What are the, you know, the implications that it's going to have on them as they still continue to grow into adults? You know, there's no research on that yet. So, you know, as parents and as teachers, we need to, be advocates as well as it relates to the potential downsides and and find that balance between the expiration of the technology and the potential, you know, negative implications as well.
0: Yeah, I was that sentence that you just said. I was like excited because you're like the school is getting aggressive with technology, and I'm like, yeah, because they need to because they're so outdated, you know. And I feel like technology is moving faster than the education system is, right? Yeah. So, so now, like, my kids come home all the time, like, well, I learned that on YouTube. I don't need school, you know. So, but. but, But then you said, "Oh, they have the kids in the headset for six hours." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is definitely about that balance. I think for for certain things, it is educational. You can do that, but you know, my question would be because I know with Oculus. And I'm sure it's better with Apple Vision Pro because sometimes people being in that headset for a long time is just a really weird experience for them. And Mm -hmm. some people, they can get in and it's, you know, totally fine. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're right. Like that's, we don't know. Um, that much. And then we have those, you know, we always talk about screen time, screen time, screen time, because you are immersed in a totally different reality, Mm -hmm. right? That's why we call it that. And when you're in these headsets, it's as if you are actually there, like your mind just plays that trick on you, like you're in the room, like this is serious, (laughs) that what is going on. So that, that is the question, like, how, what is that balance between actual reality and augmented or virtual reality and kind of being shut off from the world.
1: Right. How much of it's going to be escapism with a more immersive experience? I also want to say, you know, even though I I like to just say, okay, let's not just take the horse at full speed, right? Without looking to the left or the right, you know, looking at some more positives is how creatives can benefit from this technology beyond the personal use of it. And when we're looking at new revenue streams opening up, when we're looking at 97 million new jobs being created via AI within just the next year or two, what is that going to be contributed to? Where are these these new jobs coming from? And are they going to be attributed to entrepreneurs and creatives? that are putting out these new products and services, you know, hiring teams to do the same, scaling with these technologies. So I'm excited just to talk about some of the potential money-making opportunities here or ways to scale and expand revenue streams as it relates to creatives. And I think one of the reasons that I was super excited about this space years ago as it relates to emerging technology from you know, your DAOs, to tokenomics, to smart contracts, aka NFTs, as a use case, of course crypto, all these things, immersive worlds and environments, and now generative AI, is that creatives have an opportunity, if they access the technology and learn about it, to step into a blue ocean, to create products and services that have not been created before to address problems that could not have been addressed before, and to sustain themselves with what they love to do without compromising who they are. And so we're seeing more and more tools being given to us. Our toolbox is getting bigger and bigger, heavier and heavier, as it relates to accomplishing all of these things. And so one of the things I'm thinking about in terms of creatives and how we can benefit outwardly, not just for our own personal experiences, but from an entrepreneurial standpoint as videography. How can you enhance existing videos? As that and would that be for social media platforms? Would that be for movie production houses? Would it be for local production companies that are creating local commercials? You know, would it be for weddings? And now you are handing over to the bride a 3D video of her wedding or her getting ready for the wedding. You know, um, something that's so important to so many people—that moment that they're sharing with their loved ones—and that's just one one use case. And then we have filters through augmented reality, and now we have the tools and the and the gear that may be a Ray Ban pair of eyewear or you know an Apple Vision Pro uh, headset or a Meta Quest headset or another version of, and now you're creating. AR experiences, maybe for social impact. You know, you're bringing animals in someone's home or fashion try-ons, virtual clothing try-ons or educational experiences. I'm learning about geography with this 3D map that's in front of me. And we know that 3D experiences are so much more impactful and memorable than 2D experiences. And then the creator could be the one behind Those solutions, the one that's delivering the solutions to the brides of the world, to the school systems of the world, you know, to the individuals within their homes and or, you know, developing relationships directly as a resource to other businesses. So I am really excited about these new opportunities of financial sustainability.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I can. When you were talking, I'm like. You know, having some type of immersive documentary when you're talking about 3D film, Mm -hmm. like the sky really for creatives, because we're creative anyway, we're going to think of crazy things, Mm -hmm. not crazy in a bad way, but like your wildest imagination. Like I would encourage people to think of the wildest thing. Like I just made up being a stylist in another country and having people to try on clothes Virtual try on exists now, right? right The Apple headset is out <laughs> you know pretty much. So like all of these different technologies exist in pockets. people that can do virtual try on or can create augmented reality experiences or can you know do chat GPT bots you know all of these all of people that can do these things exist too. so it's really all about putting those things together. So if you're a creative and you're listening and you think of some, you know, wild ideal that either might solve a problem that you have or might solve a problem that your clients have, the technology's out there, the people are out there, it's just about putting it together. So I feel like now more than ever, you can think of a big ideal and you can actually bring it to reality (laughs) because of the technology and the people that are out there. It's now, it's just about putting together the pieces.
1: Right. you know, we have generative AI, we have videos that are being created within minutes, you know, short films. Now I've seen uh, quite a few trailers in the last week and week or two as tools like runway ML and, and then similar ones continue to get better. Arcadia studio is another one. And then we have the dollies and Journeys of the world, the Leonardo AIs of the world, in which you can create stunning imagery. A new one on the market is Musavir out of Dubai. And imagine now you have the, the 2D image that can become a 3D image, or potentially creating the 3D image directly through your headgear with generative AI and or creating these films with generative AI through your headset and using voice command to say, now the protagonist runs through the street and there's flames around her and, you know, boulders crashing onto the road and you see the generative AI creating the scene in 3D right in front of you, you know, in draft form. I mean, such incredible possibility as it relates to what we can do the ideas that are going to come from this the use cases and that's not even touching on healthcare you know it's not touching on hospitality imagine going through a 3D tour a true immersive tour in you know bali of this new villa or retreat or hotel or potentially being immersed in this retreat but you are in kansas <laughs> but you're enjoying the retreat with everyone that's physically in bali and so the, the possibilities, as you mentioned, are limitless. And then what's exciting is we as the creatives can bring those ideas to life.
0: Absolutely.
1: Love it. Yes, love it, love it, love it. So I think this is a good place to wrap it up and you know, exploring how augmented reality and virtual reality are possible, empowered, by AI through a headset. Right now we're talking about Apple Vision Pro. There'll be many I'm sure that will follow to create these one-of-a-kind experiences, products, and services across industries. You know, um, I know we're wrapping up, but I was thinking of some of the problems that exist now in fashion as relates to curating fabric. You know, I do couture, so finding high-end fabric and looking at photos of it doesn't do it any justice. And then you have the the showrooms sending you sample you know samples of the fabric weeks later because it's coming from abroad and they can't cut everything because they're you know they may be just really rare pieces of fabric and so you're sort of limited to what you can do when you're working remotely where now if you have a 3D video and or images of these textiles these really intricate textiles it's a game changer or being able to tour a factory in 3D in an immersive way where you can make a decision if that's the partner that you want to work with and or in real time view let's say you're a toy designer this particular toy being created at the factory or at the manufacturer and making those changes and adjustments in real time so it's just i think i, I don't know i'm excited again we talked a little bit about some of the downsides of the technology and it's you know, overuse is always not a good thing, um, being cautious with younger users and the impact that it may have on them, falling into a zone of escapism, you know, letting AI do more of the creating than you as a human, and you start losing some of your intuitive skills. So I think it still just comes back to balance as relates to the excitement of the technology and the opportunities that these technologies bring us, but then also protecting ourselves and our future at the same time.
0: Right. It goes back to knowing that it's a tool. It's a tool to help you do what you are wanting to do. And, you know, you talked about, I mean, we could do an episode on fabric and AI. I would be okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so serious because my mom, Uh, she sewed and so I sew. And it's just like, I'm super into fabric because it is Um, hard to find quality fabric. And I mean, anyone that's listening, like, I think everything we do is global, but fashion, I don't think you have a choice. Like it is global, (laughs) right? It's very, it's very hard to source everything right in your backyard. Like it just is, you know, especially if you, you know, like you said, run a couture business or you run a, Profitable fashion business, you know? So, if it's, if it's, you know, so it is, it is hard to do. So, having this type of technology and taking down those barriers that sometimes happen with, you know, early designers where, you know, you have to see, you have to go to the factory to see how it's being made or whether that's a factory that you want to work with, right? There's just certain things. So, it, it is breaking down those barriers, it's making, making, global something that's global seem closer together so yeah
1: absolutely, absolutely. i'm game as well <laughs> fabric and AI. We, we,
0: we'll make it a special episode if you want to geek out on fabric and ai <laughs> i love
1: it i love it
0: or that might be that might be a good um video episode we can show some examples
1: oh man I and then just the 3D modeling and design in an immersive way, draping, you know, yes. with these immersive headsets. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. I'm good. I'm, I'm let me stop. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look where we're, we're sure. going down a rabbit hole. We're like
0: stepping, dipping our toe in it. Like, hey, if you want to go down this rabbit hole with us, just um, <laughs> <laughs> email, right? <ring. laughs> no. Just let us know, just DM us or something like, Hey,
1: (laughs) should we go down this rabbit hole? I love it. I love it. Well, this is, this is a good place to, to halt, to wrap it up for real, for real. I want to, as always, thank my beautiful co-host and I want to thank our listeners, our subscribers. We are growing like crazy. We really appreciate you tuning in every week to our episodes and sharing this information and knowledge that you're getting with your loved ones with your friends with your colleagues Um, it is about awareness in terms of taking advantage of these opportunities it's about planting those seeds of inspiration and we hope that we're doing that for you again i am your host nopla rain this is Camila sanders and this is ai for creatives and we are brought to you exclusively by the pink kangaroo podcast network powered by rain magazine Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Ciao. Bye.